Shalom Obracha. We're continuing after a long interruption, <laughs> a long hafsaka, a long absence. We're continuing with where we left off. We've done so far seven of the ten of the Mikorot, the, the sources that Rabbeinu brings where he learns out that the ten types of song, they subdue the, the klipa. After we do this, we're going to show which sfirot correspond to which of the ten types of song and why. Why Ashrei is Keter, why Bracha is Bina, okay? And then after that, hopefully, again, if Hashem lets us, because we're touching upon things that are so deep and it's scary to enter this world. The, the, the Cher Nerav, on his commentary on the Kutimuram, he says that why Rabbeinu sp- specifically chose these ten kapitlech is super duper deep and unfathomable. So that's the case, so what, what chance do we have? But still, if we have, if Rabbeinu gives us room in life that we can try to figure out something, so we, ha- we have a mitzvah to do so. So afterwards, we're going to try to show why these specific ten psalms, like why the first one, how it corresponds to, again, if Hashem lets us, how the first one corresponds to bracha, how the second one corresponds to ashray, how each psalm, what, like you see a connection between that and the type of song. Let's hope we get that far. I don't know if it's going to happen because uh, it depends how much we can get, how far we can go. Bezat Hashem, but we're still holding in the proofs that Rabbeinu is bringing, and we see, like we mentioned, that Rabbeinu doesn't bring just psukim from Tehillim, which you would think that's where to bring it from. If now the Asara Menenigina is what was used to write the book of Tehillim, so it makes sense that Rabbeinu would bring a proof to that from Tehillim itself. But we see that he brings. Five psukim from Mishle and Eov, and the rest are from Tehillim. Uh, why? Just until now, it's only a theory that because uh, there's what's called the Hegvrot and Hechasadim. We mentioned that in lesson 205 that the Da'at, which we're trying to rectify, the seed of man comes from the Da'at, and Da'at in the Kabbalah is made up of what's called the Hechasadim and Hegvrot. We went into that a little. That when there's the energy of the sphere of Da'at going down, it goes down five spherot. Chesed, Gvua, Tiferet, Netzach, Hod. And then that energy is built up into Yesod. This is the Kabbalah. So because of that, there's five Chesed's coming from that and five Gvurot, because you have to have the balance. There has to be a balance of, of uh, kindness and judgment when coming, any energy comes down. If it's just the right side or just the left side, it's an imbalance. It has to come down both. And then Yesod, which is a center column, and Malchut is a center column, they take all that energy. So there's five and five. So it would seem that the five that Rabbeinu brings proof from Mishnah and Eov, and not from Tehillim, Tehillim, it's amazing. I saw recently in a book that there's a reason why it's called Tehillim and not Tehillot. Did you ever wonder that? Why is the book of Tehillim in masculine and not Tehillot? Right? You have Tehillot. Tehillim is a very funny word. We say Tehillot, Lakel, Elyon, right? Tehillot is the more proper grammatical usage of plural of praises. Tehillot, right? Norat Tehillot, Osefele, before Shmon So Tehillim, they say because it's drawn, it's, it belongs to the side of Chesed, which is the masculine, the Zachar, so it's, in the, it's at the term of Tehillim and not Tehillot. I'm trying to remember where I saw it recently, something amazing on the commentary on the Zohar or, or in the, the Ben Ishchai on the, on the Gemara. I forgot where I saw it exactly. But, but the five, so five, Rabbeinu brings five psukim from Tehillim, which is the side of Chesed, 
and it probably goes to say that the five that are from Tehillim are on the right side, are types of song which are more leaning towards the right side. All the songs is to make good, to make rectification. Just the thing is how it's coming down. So the song that emanate from the, like we saw, Shor. Shor, we said Shira, Shir, comes to the side of the Shor, which is on the left side of the Merkava, right? It's a positive thing. It's a positive act, act, an attitude, but it's coming from the left side. It's a gvura to do something positive, but you need this strength. As, as opposed to the other ones, which we're going to see, they come from the right side. So it could be that's why Orbenu brings sources from the book of Mishlein Eov. Eov, for sure, is a book of uh, judgments. We read it on Tisha B'Av. It's not a, such a happy book. Mishle is also Musar <coughs> and re- re- rebuke and, and uh, you know, <coughs> to correct a person. So it makes sense that Rabbeinu brings Psukim from these books to prove songs which come from the side of the Gevurah. In any event, we're going to continue with where we left off. We're now in Hodu. We did, uh, last we left off was Tila. Hodu, Rabbeinu brings a Pasuk from Mishle. Mishle chapter 5. The, the whole verse reads, Pen titen l'acherim hodecha u'shnotecha l'achzari. The chapter there, chapter 5, is warning the man to be careful from the dangerous woman. Dangerous woman, Rashi explains, and especially, like Rav Nosen points out in Sichotaran, the Alshich explains that any time you see a reference to a dangerous woman in the book of Mishle, it's referring to idolatry and, and philosophy, epikorsut, ideas, ideologies which are away from Hashem. Because a faithful woman means connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Isha Yirat Hashem, Hiti Talal. Right? And the, God forbid, the, the opposite direction of a woman is away from that. So the whole chapter is warning the man, be careful from this woman. Why? Pen titen la'acherim hodecha, lest you give to others, others referring to the sitra achra, the other side, the side of Tuma, your hodecha. And there's referring to the... the, the, the the, the vitality of man, which is in the seed. Pen, lest you give to the, the other side your hodecha, your, your, your praise, but it's a, the, the Rashi is explaining to mean that you get trapped and ensnared in the bad woman, and God forbid, you give over your energy to her. And then you give all your, your years, meaning you wasted your life to someone who's not going to have compassion on you. Someone who's going to be real cruel, on you, Shalom. Okay. So here, Rabbeinu's following what how Rashi is interpreting the verse. The Odecha is referring to the purity. So how how is Rabbeinu reasoning the verse? You know, pen is also maybe. In other words, yes or no. Pen titen lacherim. When is there a chance that that you won't give to acherim? Pen maybe lest you give is when you have Odecha. When you have Hod the song called Hod, which we're going to go into, this is a protection of Titen Lacherim. There's pen, lest, in other words, it won't happen. Pen Titen Lacherim, when is it that I, I have a chance that I won't give to, Adarim, uh, to others my energy? When I have Hodecha. That's how Rabbeinu is reading the verse, okay? In this, <clears throat> there's a lot to say. Let's see how far we can go. The Rav of Cherin on his commentary to explain what a hod is, unbelievable. He brings a verse, I think it's from Tehillim, Kapitel Nun Chapter 55, 
It says in chapter 55, some people, they don't tell them off by heart, right? Chagor charbecha al yarech gibor hodecha v'hadarecha. I just want to see if I have the right, the, the words right, right in the verse. Let's see if it's here. I think, I think I, is it here? First of all, is it? It's 65 maybe. It's 65 or 45. It's, I know it's a 5. It's 45. Shkoyach. See, Bok Hashem. Tell him off by heart. See? Shkoyach. So in 45, okay, beautiful, that's the one. Chagor Chabecha al Yarech Gibor, Kama, Hodecha, Vadarecha. What's the translation? The Zohar opens up this verse, and this verse is the key to understand what Hod and Vahadar is. So the verse reads Chagor Chabecha, gird your, your sword on your loins, you warrior, Kama. And this is your hod, your praise, and your hadar, your beauty. Okay? The Zohar says that the yarech, the gibor on the yarech is tikkun abrit. That's the, the idea of a person who has self-control, self-purity. And he has a sword. And the one who has the, the, the purity of the brit, which is yarech, the loin, the waist area, and he has strength there, automatically he also has hod, and Hadar, which the Zohar says is referring to Hod, the sphere of Hod, and Netzach. Netzach he calls Hadar, and Hod he calls it the sphere of Hod. So what's the idea? Normally, the sword of a normal person who's right-handed, where do you put the sword? On the left side. You don't put the person who's a right-handed, you don't put the sword on the right side because he can't pull it out. Normally, the sword of a normal person who's right-handed is on the left side, which is the side of Hod. Hod is on the left side. So the sword of Tikkun Abrit, and also the sword to punish Cherev Nokemet Nekambrit, the sword that punishes for blemishing of the covenant, is associated to the sphere of Hod. So the Zohar says that this verse puts all three together, Yarech Gibor, that's one thing, that's the Gvura of the Yarech, that's the idea of guarding the Brit, that's Yesod, and it puts together of that Hod and Hadar, it says the Zohar, the Rebbe has Kedushat Abrit, has automatically Hod v'hadar. So the Zohar asks, but what is that reflected in? Okay, that's the sword. Fine. What does it mean, Hod v'hadar? Our indicators are, are also, they come along with the Brit. So the Zohar says that a person has two signs that indicate that he is a pure person. What are they? That the two factors which indicate that a man can be fruitful. There's what's called, God forbid, a eunuch. A eunuch is a saris. And the Gemara says, what are the signs of a saris, of a eunuch? Two signs. He has no facial hair, and he has a high voice. He has no voice. He has like a lady's voice, a woman's voice, okay? So the voice and the, and the facial hair show that the man doesn't have the ability to reproduce. But the opposite, that a man who does have a zakan, okay, and does have a masculine voice, that's a sign that he can be reproduced, and in the zakan, the beard, and the voice, we can pick up the person's level of Kedusha Tabrit. They are barometers to measure the level of the Kedusha of Brit, okay? So which, which is what? So the Zohar says, Hadar is obviously, V'hadarta Pnei Zaken. Pnei Zaken, you should honor, you should glorify the, the countenance of an elder man. There's halacha, that an elder person comes in, you have to respect him. More than that, Zaken is also Zekana Chochma, a Torah scholar, a Chacham. V'hadarta pnei 
zaken, you have to honor a Torah scholar that comes in, and that zakan and zaken have the same letters, it shows that the indicator of a Tamit Chacham, believe it or not, is his beard. Rabbeinu has several stories and t- teachings in Likuti Moran and visions that you see that he says that the, it's also in the Tikkun Nizor and the Idra, lesson number 20, where he says that the, the, in the vision that he had, the tzaddik said, my beard is an explanation of this lesson, right? And also the Zohar, the Idra, talks about the 13 rectifications of the beard. That the, the Zohar goes into the deep secrets of the Torah related to the beard and all the tikkuni of the beard. That's what we mentioned by the way in Tashlich and Rosh Hashanah. We mentioned that part of the Zohar of the Idra that goes into the, all the rectifications, the 13 rectifications of the beard and how they relate to the 13 laws of exegesis, the Shloshese Midot Torah Nidreshet Bahen, Rabbi Ishmael, the bright of Rabbi Ishmael, explains the 13 rules of how to learn out the Torah. That's connected to the beard. So the beard is Torah, okay? And it's Hadar. But that's also the masculine factor, a factor of a man who's a masculine and has the ability to produce, is that he has Hadar. It says Hadar, and Hadar comes out on the face in the beard. You have also Netzach and Hod, not just the legs. On the, on the head, the head is like a miniature entire body. You have all the ten spheres also on the head, and then you have on the body itself. So the, the seven spheres, besides the brain, which is Chochmah bin Adat, you have also the ears, the two eyes, the two nostrils, the mouth, and then you have the lips, and then you have the cheeks, and the, 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 the hair. You have Netzach and Hod. Netzach refers to the facial hair on the face. And Hod, believe it or not, is the lips of the mouth, okay? Hod, we're going to, so Hadar we said already, that's the external expression that a man has tikkun abrit, and you can tell the person's kedusha abrit by his beard. And then that indicates there's also the hidden part. If he has the beard, he also has hod. What's hod? That's the voice, the masculine voice. In the voice of a person, you can tell where he's holding. Like the famous uh, Torah that Rabbi Nachman brings, that Shaul HaMelech, by just hearing the voice of David HaMelech, just hearing his voice, he heard the melucha, the malchut, the kingship in his voice already. He picked it up that he's going to be king by how he was talking. How and the tone of voice and everything. Hod in Hebrew is like a head. Head in Hebrew means like an echo. Head meaning a person's voice is an echo of his hod. In other words, of who he really is. In other words, in our context, the kedusha sanctity of a person is indicated in his speech which is more hidden, it's inside the person's mouth, it's in the, in the body, and external is the Hadar, which is Hadar, like we call the Etchog pre-Etz Hadar, because you see its beauty, it has to have a Hidur on the outside, so the external reflection of the breath of the man is the beard, and the internal is the Hod, which is the voice, okay? So he goes in to say, the, 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 the Zohar, that a Hod, the sphere of a Hod, is speech, and it's an indicator of speech, which is Okay. With all that said, what is that on a practical level? The practical level in that, and this is unbelievable, is in the simple meaning of hod, which is hoda'a, to give thanks. Toda, hoda'a, hod, hodu lashem kitov, kirov chazdo, the root of that word is hod. Okay? What does that mean? It means that the ability, this is unbelievable, I think Rav Nosen brings this down. The ability of a person to give thanks to Hashem in praise, this type of praise, which is called Hod, is thanksgiving. That's Toda. Toda is giving thanks. To be able to give thanks, really, a person needs a level of Kedushat Abrit. If he doesn't have Kedushat Abrit, 
He can't give thanks. That's why you see people, God forbid, were blemished. Always negative. Always believing, I deserve this, I deserve that. Always sad. Always upset. Always uptight. Never happy with their portion because there's a lack of Kedushat Abrit. Right? Always angry in everything. The story that Rabbeinu brought of the, the wealthy man who had a Malamid in Sikhotaran, and this wealthy man learned Kabbalah. And then Rabbeinu found out that this man learns Kabbalah, and he hinted to him that someone who is immoral should not learn Kabbalah, because Kabbalah is Gematria Noef, right? Nun Vav Aleph Pei. That's 50, 56, 57, plus another 80. <laughs> 80, 90, 100, 110, 110. So it's 138. That's also Kabbalah. 100, 102, 132, 138, exactly, right? So Rabbeinu said to the, someone, you know, someone who's noef is not fit to learn Kabbalah. When he heard that, the man freaked out. He left the house and he started crying and bawling his eyes out and everything. And Rabbeinu told him, stay away from Kabbalah for now. And this man, this, this wealthy man, was very angry and hitting his servants. He had servants, Jewish servants, and he wasn't paying them on time and he was arguing with them. And that, that and, and the, 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 the Malamid was telling Rabbeinu that his, that his servants have problems with him and everything. And the servants themselves, they came, they traveled to Rabbeinu to say he's not, the master is not paying them on time. So Rabbeinu indicated that the cast of the man, right, is, 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 is associated with the Pagam of Er, Chas Shalom, Er and Onan. And he, Rabbeinu hinted to the man that this is his blemish. And for sure he shouldn't be learning... Kabbalah. But the point is, the man was always angry and hitting his servants and not paying them on time. And that is the indicator of lack of breath. In our context, that's the idea of giving thanks. Who's able to give thanks? Someone who has a level of Kedusha Tabrit. Rabbi Sol Karduner, he passed away young, in his 30s, late 30s, or early 40s, in Tiveria. There was a Magifa, there was a, uh, a plague in, uh, in, in Tveria at the time, during World War I. In the middle of World War I, there was a plague, and many people died, including his children. Many Jews in, in Tveria died in Tzfat. So the, the last night before he passed away, he was very sick, and they had no choice but to take him to what was then like the, uh, I don't know what, the, the Turkish-style hospitals, whatever it was back then, before the British mandate. It was very bad in Israel. So the neighbor of Rishol Kaduner was a very, very staunch mitnaget, a very, very staunch opponent to Breslov. He was considered one of the Rabbanim of Karlin, of the Hasidut Karlin in, in Stolen Karlin in, in, in Tveria. He wasn't the Rebbe, but he was one of the Halachic Rabbanim of the Hasidic group. And he was the neighbor of Yisrael Kaduner. Yisrael Kaduner they respected to a degree, but they also began to oppose him when he started trying to draw close with Yisrael Dovodeser, who was one of theirs. He was a Karlin Chassid, everything. And Yisrael Dovodeser faced major opposition in Tveria. Whenever he would walk on the street, they would throw rocks at him. And this Rav would be the one to start the opposition. Where we'd see Yisrael Dovodeser, we'd start cursing him, and, then, and, and every, because he's a Rav, so everyone would join in, saying it's a mitzvah to attack him, okay? He was the neighbor to Rav Yisrael Karduner. The night before Rav Yisrael Karduner passed away, he saw uh, there was a commotion in the house, and back then, whatever they had ambulances, however the ambulances, they came to take him to the hospital, and he saw how Rav Yisrael Karduner was in terrible pain, and he was like on his deathbed, he was like almost gosses probably, and he heard how Rav Yisrael Karduner saying, I am so fortunate 
that I'm leaving this world with beard and pace. With beard. The last things he was saying before he passed away is I'm leaving this world. Thank you, Hashem. I'm so the schut of leaving this world of beard and pace. Okay. The next day he passed away. That that day, he saw Rishel Dovodeser and he says, "I'm no longer going to pursue you anymore." Why? I saw a Jew dying. And normally people are dying, they're in terrible pain, they can't think of anything else but the pain that they're going through. And yet, Rabbi Yisrael Karduna was able to control himself in his speech and to say, thank you Hashem, you know, I'm leaving the world of beard and peace. Such a level of hoda'ah, and he's about to die, that is a supernatural power, and I can only credit it to that he was into Breslev, that's what he got the kochot from. So because of that, I'm going to now draw back on my Itnagdut against you. That's number one. Number two, it's brought down that Rabbi Yisrael Kardunur, he would say the Parsha so beautifully and reading on Friday the Parsha Shnaimika Vechat Targum, which relates to our, our, our Tikkun Aklali lesson. It's on Maskil, if you remember. We had the whole lesson 19 on Maskil, which is Targum, we said. So he... Just he would read so beautifully, you know, like some people they they read it fast and they're just anxious to get on with it and to get on with the preparations for Shabbat because it's like uh, it's uh, it's boring or it just take it's it's not interesting or it's not mitlahev or a person's not connected to it whatever. But mo- most people have a hard time saying shnayim with feeling with chayut because it's like a burden. Avisel Kaduna would say it word for word with such geshmak with such life that there were people who came to Breslov just by hearing him do the Parsha Shnai Mikavichat Targum. Him saying the Parsha, his voice, his hod, his hod his, was so pure, people woke up. He's reading the Parsha. He's not reading a Breslov book, Likutei Tfilot. He was reading the Parsha of the week, but with such a chen, such a, a kedusha that people woke up just from hearing him say the Parsha of the week, Shnai Mikavichat Targum. Okay? This is what we're talking about here. That hod, a person has hod, which is thanksgiving, it's reflected in the speech, and this is the indicator where the person's holding, in the Kedusha Tabrit. Rabbeinu comes along and shows us that a person who doesn't have this, he doesn't have the ability to give thanks, so he's lacking in the Brit. What to do? That's the psalm corresponding to hod. The chapter in Tikkun HaKlali, which corresponds to hod, it's meant to do that. It's meant to help a person to get that level of sanctity that it can begin to give thanks. You have many people that like we tell them, start thanking the Hashem, thank Hashem. They're so negative, you're talking to the wall. The person is so negative, you tell them, why don't you give thanks? You give thanks. You give thanks about these things, these stupid things. Look what I'm suffering. No, 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 no. He doesn't have the ability to give thanks. It's not his fault. He's trapped. What's needed is to give him this boost of Kedusha, that with this boost of Kedusha, everything falls off. And yes, is able to give thanks. People have a hard time giving thanks because of a lack of Kedusha Tabrit. That's what Rabbeinu is coming to teach here. That's the power of Hod. Hod is Hoda'a, thanksgiving, but it's dependent, right? It's dependent that you have the Kedusha of Hod. Pen titen l'acherim, you won't give to l'acherim if you have Hodecha, and if you have Hodecha, you can give Hoda'a. Okay? That's Hod. We have time, right? We can go on to, to the next one, Mizmor. We have time, yeah? We can go on. Mizmor, there's a lot to say on this. Mizmor, Hanoten Zmirot Balayla, as a Pasuk in Eov, chapter 35. The full verse reads there, Velo Amar 
I, it's from like the Hamavdil where we say Motzei Shabbat in the Zmirot. Velo Amar Aye Eloka Osai Hanoten Zmirot Balayla, which translates, and he will not say, Where is my God, the Lord who created me? Who will not say that? The person who puts Zmirot songs in night, in the night. For this, we need the Gemara. The Gemara says an amazing teaching. The Gemara says, and it's very similar to Shir. Watch. Where is mentioned Mizmor? Zmirot. Zmirot. That's the trick. That's why we have to, when we go to Tikkunatali, it seems Al Narod Bavel, even though it doesn't mention it all, Mizmor is the capital corresponding to the power of Mizmor. We'll go into it hopefully when we get there. Let's hope. Let's hope. I, I, I can't guarantee anything. I just, it's my hope is at Hashem. Mizmor, by the way, corresponds to it's a machloket in the Zohar. Two places in the Zohar they say different things, but it's more fitting what it says in the Zohar Pinchas that Mizmor corresponds to Gvura, the sphere of Gvura. Because it's Zmirot, it's the cut, it's fighting, it's an attitude of, of battle. Okay? So the Gemara explains this verse from Eov, an amazing Gemara. It's been a while, so I forget what the Gemara is. But the Gemara is Kol Bait. Shenishmaim divrei Torah balayla, shuv eno necherav. Any house that words of Torah are heard in that house at nighttime, such a house will not be destroyed. This is something very powerful. This is similar to what we saw on Shir. Shir said, Kol haosek b'Torah balayla. Look at the, look very careful on the on the diuk of the difference. Anyone who's involved in learning Torah at night time. So a thread of kindness, a thread of kindness is drawn upon that person during the day. That's the Pasuk. Because of Alayla Shir, we went into that. That was Shir. Here, it's saying something totally different. It says, any house that words of Torah are not heard in the house. It says nothing about the person saying words of Torah. It's interested, the Gemara, and that the house is hearing words of Torah. It could be even from another house, they say in the Gemara, in the commentaries. The house is open to hearing words of Torah in it. Such a house will not be destroyed. How does it find itself in the Pasuk? It's a bit tricky. So the, the, it reads, the, the, they explain, the Gemara explains the verse like this. The person will not say, Look, my house is destroyed. Where is the God who made me, who made me and built me up and made me to have a house? He will not say that. Who will not say that, that my house is destroyed? Hanoten, the person who, noten, which is giving, tzedakah, someone who gives zmirot balayla, gives zmirot, and, and, and he gives that there's words of Torah heard in his house. So for this, we need mainly the commentary of the Ben Yishchai called the Ben Yoada. He explains it amazingly. He says like this, and it fits in to this, but before we go on, let's see how Rabbeinu explains the verse, first of all. Hanoten, Zmirot, Balayla. Rabbeinu reads it like this. Layla, like we said, the rule, the chair in the Rav gives the rule. Every time it says in these proofs, Layla, night, it's referring to the Klippa, we don't say her name, Lamed Yud, Lamed Yud Tav. That's why the Zohar says, why is night called Layla? Because that's when she rules. She rules at night, that's why the Layla is called Lamed Yud, Lamed Hey. Okay, Lamed, Lamed Hey. Layla is because of her. So Hanoten, Zmirot, Balayla means if a person's already in the night, so to subdue the Layla, you have to hanoten, hanoten zmirot. He was able to put in zmirot 
in the night in order to subdue the night. That's how Rabbeinu is reading the pshat of the verse in context that Zmizmor subdues the idea of, of, of night. Okay, there's a lot to say on this. So now, the Ben Ishchai reads like this, something unbelievable. He says, the house of a person, Beitozo Ishto, the wife. He says, a house that has words of Torah heard in it, meaning that the husband gets up chatzot, okay? And he doesn't whisper the words of Torah, of tikkun chatzot, or whatever he's learning, but he says it, that it's possible to hear, and at night, since everyone's sleeping, everything's quiet, a whisper can be heard already, because, because uh, everyone's sleeping, you have to scream, but a person talking even at a low voice can be heard. He says, if the children and the wife, they hear the husband learning Torah, at night time, it's super duper beneficial. So he asks, so what does it mean you have to wake up? You have to, you have to tell your wife, hey wifey, I'm learning Torah, make sure you listen now. That's Gezel Shena. He says it's enough that the, the wife is sleeping and her neshama picks up the husband's words of Torah. That's why the Kafachayim brings, it's very important that a person get up at Chatzot and not run off to like a shul or David HaMelech or a kever of a tzaddik, but do at least some activity at home that the words of Torah can be heard in his house as opposed to going to a kolel or a base midrash because he's afraid to wake up the family. But ajaba, this is their nourishment, okay? The nourishment of the wife, believe it or not, this mizmor is such a key for Shalom Bayit. It's unbelievable what he's saying here. He's saying, if now the nesham of the wife, if she's sleeping, she, gets, she receives the, the husband's Torah study, it's heard, her neshama hears, so this saves the house Beitozo Ishto from being destroyed. This prevents destruction of Shalom Bait. This allows for Shalom Bait. The Zohar says, Mizmor is made up of two words. Raz, Mum. Switch the letters. Raz, Mum. What does that mean? That in Mizmor, you have a type of song, a Zemer, that opens up a person to the secrets of the Torah. Or Chasseh Shalom, the opposite which is, it opens up to a song which is blemish. What's the song that's blemish? The Zohar brings, sorry, the Zohar explains the Gemara in Sota. I think it's Daf Mem Chet Amud Aleph. The Gemara there says, and the, and the Zohar is explaining the Zohar. The, the Gemara reads, Zamara Bebeta Charba Beseifa. Okay? The Zohar changes the word. It's Seifa, it's Charba Bebeta. What does it translate? Songs of impurity that are heard in a person's home by his wife, a man's wife who begins to sing songs out loud at home. This destroys Seifa, it destroys the entrance to the house. This, the sof of the house is the, is the it's, it's, I think in Hebrew it's also the threshold, it's called the Seif, Seipea in Lashon of the Avtanach. The seifim, right? Seifim is like a, a threshold, an entrance. So seifa is like the threshold of the house. So God forbid if a woman is, is singing bad songs at home, like impure songs, goyish songs and everything, this destroys the house up to the, up to the threshold. So that's what the Zohar says. There's raz or mum. Raz, if the man is getting up and to do mizmor, he's singing songs, he's learning Torah. Torah is the zemer of the Torah. At night... So he saves the house from being korban. And if there's not this, chas shalom, then there's mum. There's the song of the woman, that's zamara bebeta, so she starts singing bad songs, and the woman's voice, kol isha number one, plus two, the house is hearing her songs, 
And the, the Zohar says, those songs that a woman sings at home is drawn from the klipa. Unbelievable. That's how bad it is. That destroys the house. So to counter that, the Gemara is bringing down that the man who gets up and he makes it that words of Torah are heard. The Mepharshim say, even if the words are not being heard from the house itself, there's windows open of other houses or a Beit Midrash that there's next door, and the words of Torah coming into the house, that's also good. But Lechatchila, it says, the Ben brings that the man, he has the responsibility of his house, so that he makes the words of Torah heard in his home, that can make a major change. This is such a key for Shalom Bayit Mizmor, getting up at night and having the words of Torah be heard. It says, no mitzvah, okay, I might, I might wake her up and everything. Ajaba, this is the woman's nourishment to receive, subconsciously even, the words of Torah being heard in the house. This is what saves the house. That's a Gemara also, that, uh, that a house is saved from fire. House, uh, there's another Gemara that says that any house that words of Torah are not heard at night, so it's burnt by fire, it's destroyed by fire. It's the same Gemara, by the way. But here it fits in perfectly, that this is the idea of Zemer Dikdusha, that's why Mizmor, we said, is on the right side and the left side, because it has a positive and a negative. There's, there's Mizmor of Dikdusha, and there's the Mizmor of the Chasham of the Klipa. But getting up, and, and that's how it's interpreted here. This is the Zemirot. Esek Torah, at night time, that's the Koch of Zemer. Now, if we have in mind that the Zemer corresponds to Al Narod Bavel, it's unbelievable how the opening capital of Tikkun Chatzot is, and Tikkun Rachel is Al Narod Bavel, which corresponds to Mizmor. So that's fitting that we start off already midnight with a chapter which seems to correspond to Mizmor, Al Narod Bavel, that's chapter 137. And Tikkun Leah has in it, again, by the Sephardim, we begin with Lamatseach Maskil Livnei Korach, which is Shir. Right? You notice that? We spoke about that. That's the shear that, that a person needs the strength of an ox to sing before Hashem. That's more shaykh to tikkun leah. Okay? Because you have to build the matzav. And mizmor, you're still out of it. The main thing is that when a person starts tikkun chatzot, like Rabbeinu says in Torah Samech, that the day begins very katsar, milemata, v'rachav milemala. When the day begins, person's tired and drained and he has to face a new challenge, how am I going to do? So it's understood that when a person begins Tikkun Chatzot, they're still very heavy. When they get ready to Tikkun Leah, they have more strength, and now they can have the strength of a bull. Okay, let's build the Matzav now. That's Shir, that's Tikkun Leah. Tikkun Rachel, I'm just saying the words. You know, I'm lucky if I'm just saying the words, even if my head is not there. That's Anar Bavel. That's the idea of having the Divrei Torah Nishmaim, is the idea of Tikkun Rachel, Anar Bavel, that's Mizmor, and Shir is already in Tikkun Leah there. So that we've, we've done Mizmor, Hodu. I think we'll stop here because Hallelujah is pretty long. There's a lot to say on Hallelujah. But it comes to say that these chapters that Rabbeinu points out as the, as the Mizmorim corresponding to the Hoda'a and Mizmor, Anarod Bavel, has the Koach to help a person to activate Zemer. So Zemer is, he trans, the Gemara translated as words of Torah. Because the words of Torah are heard. Shir also is translated as, as, as Torah. So Zemer and Shir. Tehillim is a unique book. It's also a prayer, but it's also part of the Torah. It's one of the Kafdalit books of the Tanakh. But it's also prayer. It's both. It's unbelievable. So it's a Zemer and Shir that is both Torah and also praise, prayer, Shir, song, or Mizmor, which is uh, chanting psalms. That's how it's translated here. Okay, we'll stop here.
Bezat Hashem will continue with Hallelujah, hopefully next class. Bezat Hashem. Alright? You heard something we've done in my